Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From iHeartRadio, number one for podcasts, Tech Stuff. I'm Jonathan Strickland, host of the podcast Tech Stuff. I want to share with you stories about tech, old and new. Tech Stuff takes a close look at the biggest names and companies in tech, from Nikola Tesla to IBM. I look at how tech works and how it affects us. Listen to and follow Tech Stuff on the iHeartRadio app or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 
This is Gene Valorani from That's the Bottom Line. Todd Hickman and I bring it to you each Saturday from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. and Sundays from 11 to 12 right here on 560 KLVI. Craving a burger for lunch or dinner? Daddy-O's Burgers and Avrosky's has you covered. With pickup, drive through and delivery options available like Favor, Waiter, and DoorDash. View their full menu online at daddyosburger.com and avrosky's.com. Grab the best burger in town today. Well, a few showers will be possible to head into the weekend. Our main chance coming up on Sunday. We'll look for low tonight in the mid to upper 60s. Tomorrow and Sunday, highs near 80. This is Greg Bostock, your market basket with a forecast. On News Talk 560, KLVI. Welcome to More Outdoors. More Outdoors is hosted by the wildlife journalist Chester Moore. He has won more than 100 awards for writing, photography, and radio on topics of wildlife, hunting, and fishing. Chester is considered one of America's top wildlife conservationists and is the founder of the Kingdom Zoo, Wildlife Center, and Wild Wishes program. He is the host of the Higher Calling blog and is the recipient of the first ever Mossy Oak Outdoors Legacy Award for his work with kids and wildlife. He has been named a hero of conservation by Field and Stream Magazine and honored for his groundbreaking work with flounder, black bears, and wild turkeys. Chester believes live radio is the most exciting way to communicate a love for the outdoors. So here we go. Welcome to More Outdoors on News Talk 560 KLVI. This is Chester Moore, and we are still in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic. I look forward to the day I can come on here and say, hey, things are back to normal. But they're not. And that's what this program is going to be about. It's going to be about the outdoors look at the coronavirus pandemic and a lot of things that very few people are talking about. Of course, that's what we excel in here on More Outdoors is digging into topics that very few people want to touch with a 10-foot pole. And the coronavirus has had some coverage of wildlife goings on and wildlife issues. And we'll dig even deeper than those mainstream things. But we're going to get into some other stuff that maybe some people haven't thought about with the coronavirus pandemic. And the first thing I want to tackle is something that you actually may have seen a bit on in the mainstream news. And that is the return of wildlife in areas now that there aren't people in those areas. Um, you haven't seen a whole, whole lot of this, but about a week ago, um, you saw a picture that was all over Facebook of a jaguar walking into a resort right in the middle of a very, very uh, prominent Mexican resort. And uh, there were other kinds of animals uh, all over the place. There's pictures of crocodiles on the beach there that normally aren't there. Well, thank God the crocodiles normally aren't there. Beat crocodiles and people on the beach typically don't work. Maybe I'm crazy, but typically they don't work. But we have these animals recurring into certain areas that are typically not there when people are there. Now, I want to break this down for you on what's happening. Of course, you have the idea of no people, no pressure, no people running them away, very little vehicle traffic, um, those kind of things, animals feeling safer to move into these particular locations. I mean, a jaguar is pretty impressive because a jaguar is a very elusive, um, very um, smart animal. In my opinion, the, the smartest of all the wildcats. And when I used to work with jaguars in captivity many, many years ago, you could just see that there was something clicking there. So to see a jaguar, very, very interesting. But the bigger picture is that we're going to see a lot of this in different places in the world. And the one that's going to be probably the most 
interesting and, and maybe the most problematic is going to be rats. I normally don't talk about rats on the show. To start off with, I hate rats. Like, if there's one animal that Chester Moore hates, it is a rat. You could take a rattlesnake and bring it up to me and be like, cool, a rattlesnake. I would literally wake up in a cabin in the middle of the night, and if there was a grizzly at the foot of my bed, I'd be scared for a second. But I bust out my cell phone for an Instagram selfie. However, if a rat from the trash can outside crawled across my chest, I would have such a high-pitched scream that it would probably break windows. I just don't like rats. Well, um, there's already evidence in certain cities and things because of a lack of food in certain areas being dispensed by people outside of restaurants and things like that. Rats are moving deeper into areas to go hunt for food. And I don't want to freak you out here, but rats can be very, very aggressive when they want to be. And in the larger cities in particular, you're going to have these rats that don't have as much food as normal, and they're going to be going into spots that do have food. So there's a chance you're going to have more rats coming around your houses if you live, especially on the edges of larger cities and stuff like that. And you're going to have rats being a little bit more aggressive. Um, I've already seen evidence. I wrote back in 2018 um, that, uh, excuse me, 2017, that after Hurricane Harvey, there would be rat hordes in certain areas. And some areas have had a huge boom in rat populations because of rats going to higher ground. And then they go into these areas and they populate them even more. Well, I think you're going to see some of that activity of rats moving into some certain areas because in these cities, there just isn't the source of food that there was outside of these restaurants and things like that. And so just something to be uh, very aware of. That's something that is, is happening already. There's been a report of it in um, I believe Chicago, and there's going to be a lot more of that going on around the longer that this thing lingers. Um, possibly, you know, it could lead later down the road to, you know, bad breeding season for rats, rats dying because there's less food, females producing less young, which is a good thing. But right now, expect to see some of these cities, maybe even more rat activity as they search out and look for food. And um, one that's definitely been on my radar a lot because a few weeks ago we had Scott Smith with Canadian Wilderness Outfitters on. And Scott um, told us that, you know, his bear hunting season in Canada is very much up in jeopardy. As a matter of fact, it opens up in a couple of weeks. And as of the press time, the U.S. border was still shut and well over 50% of the bear hunts in Canada are booked by American hunters. What does that mean? Well, it just it brought up uh, bear hunting on the radar. People don't realize how abundant the American black bear really is. There is around seven to eight hundred thousand American black bears between all the way from Mexico into Canada and Alaska, and uh, most states have at least some black bear population, including Texas. And um, where states, there are some states that have like thirty, forty thousand black bears. Well, hunting provides a barrier between black bears and cities. Excess bears are taken, and the way bears are taken are usually by baiting, luring them in, taking the biggest specimen, and the most aggressive black bears and the ones that tend to attack the most people are the larger males sought by hunters. And then the other method is by hounds. So what happens when you have people chasing bears with hounds to hunt them is that bears get scared of dogs. And then the bears that would normally consider running into a neighborhood, as soon as they hear dog barking, they freak out because they've been chased by a dog before, are conditioned to know that that is a bad sign. So you take the number of bears that are harvested by hunters and add them to the population that won't be taken this year in a lot of areas, not just Canada, 
all throughout the U.S. That lack of pressure in the woods, the lack of all the hunting pressure in the woods. If any hunter knows that animals act differently under hunting pressure, radically differently, um, uh, you can go before the season. Animals are a lot easier to approach. When hunting season starts, they know. So you're going to have these predators like bears in larger numbers, and they're beginning bolder. And another thing to consider in the areas where bears are baited and the bait stations aren't there, that's a source of food right now that's not there. So they're more apt to go into areas looking for food and stuff like that. And, you know, hunting gets uh, beat up a lot in terms of uh, wildlife management, but it's a very um, productive means of wildlife management. And I've talked about on this show before how that if I had to be attacked by a bear, I would choose a grizzly over a black bear. And most people think that's absolutely crazy. As a matter of fact, I have an article in the current issue of, of Sports Field about that very topic. But the reason is many, many grizzly bear attacks, although they're a more aggressive animal, although they are lar much larger in general, um, most of them are territorial attacks. They don't like you. They want to eliminate a threat. There's been a study of several detailed studies, in fact, that almost all Black bear attacks in America and Canada, all the, almost all American black bear attacks, like 89% are predatory, meaning it want to kill and eat you. And they're almost all large lone males, large males. So hunters prefer shooting large males, and that helps target some of the ones that be more aggressive and more apt to go into into areas and stuff like this. Now, we're hoping that things open up and guys can go to their spring bear hunts, stuff like that. However, let's say we have a scenario where this is seasonal. It comes back next year, knocks back another spring season with 50% or less harvest of what's going on. You're going to have a whole lot of bears showing up in suburban areas, a whole lot of bears raiding dumpsters, a whole lot more bears on the scene. And you will see that the method of wildlife management using humans to deal with bears in hunting setting is very, very productive. I love bears. The American black bear is a top five of all animals on the planet for me. They're my favorite bear on the planet. I think they're amazing, but they need to be managed like anything else. And bear meat is really good. I've never killed a bear. I have no desire to go hunt bears, but my friend Gerald Burley does it, loves it. The meat tastes great. It tastes like pork and it's a renewable resource. And it's part of wildlife management. And, um, it's important to look at what's going to happen with wildlife management in these situations. And um, I think the one that potentially could be the explosive one here in southeast Texas and all throughout Texas in the south is the feral hog situation. Because there are two peak times of year for hog hunting. That is the fall when hunters are in the woods and shooting a hog they see at a deer feeder. And then there is the spring when a lot of people actually hunt hogs on purpose go out and hunt hogs, whether it be out of a helicopter these days or whether it be uh, at their deer lease, trapping, hunting with dogs, all those methods. And when we come back on more outdoors, I'm going to blow your mind. I'm going to give you some information on hunting hogs and the impact and what could happen because of the lack of harvest that no one, and I promise you, no one else has calculated yet. So check it out when we come back on more. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. 
fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Outdoors. The best selection in the Golden Triangle. MikeSmithDirect.com On Saturday, April 11th, 2020, deputies with the Hardin County Sheriff's Office received a report of a felony theft of an orange-colored 2019 Kubota SVL95 skid steer machine along with a gray-colored 2018 FAE Mulcher head attachment from property located in the 4900 block of FM 1003 in Hardin County by unknown actor or actors. The theft is believed to have occurred between April 10th, 2020 at approximately 6.30 p.m. and April 11th at approximately 6.50 a.m. The Kubota skid steer along with the attachment is said to be valued at a cost of approximately $65,000. Anyone with any information concerning this crime is asked to call Crime Stoppers of Southeast Texas at 409-833-TIPS. Southeast Texas Crime Stoppers is brought to you by Vince Paint and Body. I'm Brian Alter, and I have a diamond for that. There's a reason I say that. The Alter family has been a part of Texas for six generations now. My grandfather's 100-plus-year-old jewelry company has grown to be the largest store in Southeast Texas for a reason. We have lots of jewelry. We have fun jewelry. We have casual jewelry. And we have jewelry that would be welcome on the red carpet. But I teach my team and have for the last 37 years that it's not about the jewelry. It never has been about the jewelry. It's about why you buy the jewelry. Because when you look at that diamond, it reminds you of the special occasions in your life. You get married with a diamond. You celebrate anniversaries with diamonds. You celebrate birthdays with diamonds. And you congratulate yourself with diamonds. In my dad's day, he used to say, I'm Nelson Alter, and the gym sells a diamond every 12 minutes. There must be a reason. There is a reason. And that's why in my time, I say, I'm Brian Alter. And I have a diamond for that. Hey, folks, it's Michael Berry. And Shoppa's John Deere is open. Farmers still have work to do. And in fact, this is a great time, even if you're not a farmer, to be doing your 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 grass cutting, your work. Because you get out there on that tractor, you get away from other people. Talk about social distancing. It's good for your soul. And Shoppa's John Deere is your partner. And they are open. Shop us, S-H-O-P-P-A apostrophe S. Shop us, all things John Deere. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents... And Doug. Check it out, Limo. (laughs) Got a brand new motorcycle jacket and matching leather pants. 
let's go for a ride and tell everyone that Liberty Mutual customizes their motorcycle insurance. So you only pay for what you need. Oh my gosh, this leather does not breathe well. You can't suffocate in leather, can you? Liberty, 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 Liberty. Get a customized quote at LibertyMutual.com. At Subway, you can order the subs you love for takeout or delivery. And now, with our family takeout special, get one free foot long when you buy two foot longs for takeout so everyone can enjoy together. Choose the classic tuna, steak and cheese, turkey, or any of your family's favorite foot longs. And if you want something sweet, you can add some delicious freshly baked cookies. Because who couldn't use a sweet treat right now? Free sub of equal or lesser price at participating restaurants. No additional discounts, no delivery. Extras additional. Little Caesars Pizza is serving up peace of mind with no contact delivery options. Their ovens reach 475 degrees to ensure food safety, and then your pizza is handled without contact as it goes into the box. Get your no contact pizza with carryout at any Little Caesars by downloading the Little Caesars app or online at littlecaesars.com for your choice of carryout, portal pickup, or delivery all day, every day. Save $5 or more over other national chains on delivered pizza at Little Caesars. Stop by any location, download the app, or go online to order now. Hi, this is Newt Gingrich, inviting you to listen to my free weekly podcast called Newt's World. Every Sunday, we will explore topics and issues that are relevant to your life, and I'll give you context into each twist and turn in the 2020 presidential race and why it is the most important election of our lives. iHeartRadio is number one for podcasts, and it's easy to see why. Listen to Newt's World on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to More Outdoors with Chester Moore on News Talk 560 KLVI. Welcome back to More Outdoors on News Talk 560 KLVI. This is Chester Moore. We're talking about COVID-19, the the coronavirus pandemic's impact on wildlife. In the first segment, uh, which, by the way, if you missed, you need to go back and listen to the podcast stuff. You don't want to miss that segment. We're talking about wildlife moving into cities and different areas like that because of a lack of human presence. And even animals like bears increasing because of a lack of hunting and moving into those areas. It's a really interesting topic. You don't want to miss that. Go back and listen to the podcast in a day or two here when you get a chance. And uh, we're going to talk now about something that could be very significant, and that is an increase in hog numbers. As anyone who's ever listened to this show knows, we talk a lot about feral hog. It's a very, very popular topic. It's also a very, very abundant animal. With a program based in Texas where we have anywhere between 3 and 5 million feral hogs, depending on which estimate you believe, as well as a harvest, according to Texas AgriLife, that it's 750,000 hogs. By the way, there's only one state that has more living hogs in our harvest, and that is Florida. So we have more hogs killed annually than any other state has. And it's a very, very big problem for agriculture producers. It's a big, big problem for wildlife managers as they do damage from everything from wild turkey nest and quail nests on the ground and compete with native whitetail and squirrels for mass crop and um, lots and lots of damage that feral hogs do. And uh, they're also a potential danger to people. We've talked about uh, human fatality. We've talked about attacks on people, on pets, all kind of stuff. Well, here's the way that I have broken down how the COVID-19 situation could impact hogs. And it's not good, folks. So let me break this down for you. Texans have been killing approximately 750,000 hogs a year over the last four to five years, according to Texas AgriLife. 
That is more than the entire whitetail harvest. Spring is a peak time for hog hunters and hog trappers to pursue swine before temperatures rise and keep most hunters out of the woods. Although Governor Abbott has deemed hunting as a valid pursuit, few hunters are actually in the woods out there. Some have even been locked out of leases, according to reports I've received. I've talked to turkey hunters who said they couldn't go to their lease because the lease owner said, no, we don't want to run into you. We live on the property. We don't want to have COVID-19 enter our property, that kind of stuff. While there are no statistics on that issue, I could easily say that during the months of March, April, and May, there are far fewer hogs harvested than normal. Half this year would be a safe number. It's probably way less than half killed as normal. Let's just go with half the hogs killed as normal. If you break the 750,000 harvests down into quarters, you get 187,500 hogs taken per quarter. If only half the number of pigs are harvested between March and May, you would get 93,750 hogs. So that would be 93,750 more hogs than you normally have because those would be killed. If a quarter of those are sows, that would give you 23,437 sows. If they breed once with an average of six per litter, that's an additional 140,625 additional hogs into the population on top of the original 187,500 that were not taken. Just half of the hog harvest. Half. If you just break down half, think about that. That could literally translate to a hundred and one six-month period, 140,000 more hogs on a burgeoning population. You realize in six months, all those sows are going to be pregnant that live. And you'll have a whole other generation, and that sow will produce again those sows. So hunting and trapping hogs is incredibly, incredibly important to knocking back the numbers. It's, um, it's not been the job of elimination, but it certainly keeps them at bay in a lot of areas. If you want to get rid of hunters, people, if you're listening, see what feral hogs do. If you want to just say, hey, we're going to let the animals do their thing, watch what the hog population does. It will go ballistic. There will be many, many, many more people killed on roads because of colliding into hogs. And running into a hog is a lot running into a deer. That's bad enough. A deer is a pretty soft animal. A hog is very compact. A hog has a gristle shield that literally has stopped bullets before, um, stopped many a broadhead of arrows, and it's like hitting a rock. So a lot more people killed, a lot more damage to wildlife habitat, a lot more intrusion into neighborhoods and urban and suburban areas. So... Hunting is a very important part of managing this crazy hog population. Then you have to go into the aspect of now you got hogs in areas that haven't been hunted for a couple of months. Normally have hunting pressure. Normally have people with, you know, black mouth curs and pit bulls going after them in the, in the dog hunting realm that maybe haven't been out there as much. And then you get these hogs that get braver and go into these areas because we've I've been the one that's been sounding this alarm for years that hogs are moving into the cities in a much, much larger fashion. Here's another chance for them to, and they connect through the drainage canal systems, green belts, all those kind of areas. They move in and out as food supplies go, but there's plenty to eat 
around a lot of places in America, in the city areas, and then they can get big. They can get huge because they can hide out in areas. They don't get hunted. They're not going to go into most traps put out by animal control when they get a certain size, plenty of food, and then you get a situation of having the new apex predator of the urban and suburban environment. It was the coyote, right? And coyotes will prey on young ones. I've seen video clips of them trying to prey on bigger ones. But the hog will outdo them, outmuscle them, and everything else. And that is another impact, potentially, of what's going on out there with COVID-19, the coronavirus. And um, I'm telling you, this is an aspect that no one's talking about. You heard it first here on More Outdoors on News Talk 560 KLVI. And uh, just so be on guard out there. If you go out into areas, um, you know, in some of these parks and things that maybe are closed now and they reopen. Hey, if there hasn't been people, think about this. A jaguar is rolling into a uh, resort in Mexico, so hogs will be out and they'll be more um, feel less pressured and things like that. I just want to also just give you some basic hog safety for those of you who have never encountered these animals. I get lots of questions from people like, hey, I've never really encountered a feral hog. I would say, well, number one, just don't approach it. If you see it, back away. Hogs have pretty crappy eyesight. So um, if you if you see a hog and, you know, and he's not right on top of you, just slowly back off. He probably doesn't know you're there unless he smelled you. And he's not going to just probably come after you. Chances are unless you approach too close. Although there are those predatory hogs out there. We know about that. But the number two thing is whatever you do, if you see cute, and they are the cutest little baby ever, little baby pigs, a lot of metal stripes on their back, cute little baby pigs in a park or somewhere, whatever you do, do not even think about. In any circumstance, approach those guys because a sow with young is incredibly dangerous. She will charge you and she will eat your lunch. She doesn't have the large tusk like her um, male counterparts do, but she does have long teeth. And she does have a snout, and she will wear you out over those babies. She'll kill you over them. So be very, very careful with that. Also, if you're going, like, hiking or something, or you're going jogging in the trail, and, like, yesterday you were there, and there wasn't a bunch of hog rooting in the middle of the trail, and now there's fresh hog rooting, you might want to go somewhere else. Those hogs are still around pretty close somewhere. So another thing is be very careful. Little dog, I know you love little Fifi the poodle, you know, your cute little yapping dog who drives everybody crazy. Well, make sure... That you have Fifi restrained, not free-ranging in the park, because if Fifi goes after a pig, Fifi may get eaten. It's, it's happened. And you may get eaten, slashed up real good if you go out there and try to save little Fifi. So best thing you can do, there's a lot of hogs in the area, is leave Fifi home and don't go out. And be very, very cautious, because this isn't something you shouldn't be terrified of hogs, but you should be very smart about this, you know. We're not one of those shows that's PC, and it's like, well, it's the human's fault for being in the environment, and the hog has a right to be there. No, 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 no. No. First off, hogs are, are an invasive species. We need to wipe them out. We never will. We need to kill every hog we possibly can and help native wildlife. But we also want to just be smart on how we approach things. And that's why we try to give you the education on this stuff. If you listen to this, maybe some other shows, they won't talk about this kind of thing. And, and, and this is where we go. We are kind of like the animal wildlife underground here on More Outdoors. And by the way, if you missed um, last week's show or our different shows in the past, go to klvi.com, click on the podcast link, and listen to all these shows. You don't want to miss it. And when we come back on More Outdoors, we're going to talk more about the feral hog impact 
with COVID-19. Now, the Michael Berry Minute. You've got 22 million people who've been able to get through on the system. That's an 18% unemployment rate right now. During the Great Depression, it was 25%. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. We are approaching the Great Depression with no end in sight. We might surpass that. I don't know how suppressed that number is, but I know there are a lot of people telling me that they've still not been able to get in and get on the line to be filed for unemployment. Well, they're unemployed. By any measure, they are unemployed. So there's 22 million plus this number of people. But they they just haven't been able to file yet. 22 million is just a record-keeping device. That doesn't tell you the carnage we're feeling out here. Get home with a guy who gets you. The Michael Berry Show, weekdays at 5 on News Talk 560 KLVI. People everywhere are stepping up these days, and plenty of businesses are stepping up and doing good, too. Allstate announced a huge shelter-in-place payback program to return more than $600 million to customers. The insurance and protection company is also offering every U.S. resident free Allstate identity protection, even if you're not an Allstate customer. L'Oreal USA made a $250,000 donation to Feeding America and donated over $1 million in critical personal care items to employees, partners, and health care workers. L'Oreal USA also donated $200,000 to the Professional Beauty Association's COVID-19 relief fund. Spectrum Brands, which supplies cutter insect repellents, has begun producing hand sanitizer at its Blacksburg, Virginia plant. The hand sanitizer will be supplied to all Spectrum Brands facilities and offices across the U.S. and to communities where the company operates. Stay safe, stay with us, and we'll keep you up to date on other businesses doing good. Hey, Greg, I'm so sorry to hear about your brother's heart attack. Thanks. He's okay now, but it really got me thinking about my family. You know, could my wife still pay our mortgage if I had a heart problem? Or could my kids still go to college? That is really scary. You should call my life insurance agent at Health IQ. When I got life insurance for my family last year, they saved me 41% versus any other company I looked at. 41%? That's huge. Yep. 
Health IQ starts by shopping everyone with the top 30 life insurance carriers to make sure they can get the lowest retail rate. Then they apply their exclusive healthy lifestyle savings, which can save you up to 41%. I literally got a million dollars in coverage for my family for just $36 a month. Just $36 a month? Yep. You should check it out at healthiq.com slash easy. To save that much money, I'm going to call them right now. What's that link again? Healthiq.com slash easy? Yep. HealthIQ.com slash easy. As our community deals with a new way of life, we know you might be worried about paying your bills, and we're here to help. Listen for up to 12 chances every day to text and win $1,000. We'll be here with everything you need to know and another chance to get your bills paid soon. Log on to this station's website. Whether it's a car loan, boat loan, personal loan, or any loan, Gulf Credit Union is here to help you, not only during these trying times, but anytime. Visit us online at GECU.org. Gulf Credit Union is insured by NCUA, equal housing lender. Hi, this is Don Dodd, publisher of The Examiner, and I'm really excited about this week's issue. Jennifer Johnson does an excellent job in an exclusive interview with Dr. Arfine, which is a leading pulmonologist in Southeast Texas and the head of Baptist Hospital's COVID-19 team. Dr. Arfine gives some insightful information that we believe every Southeast Texan should know. To subscribe to The Examiner, call 832-1400 or visit us on the web at theexaminer.com. The Examiner, the independent voice of Southeast Texans. Craving a burger for lunch or dinner? Daddy-O's Burgers and Avroski's has you covered with pickup, drive-thru, and delivery options available like Favor, Waiter, and DoorDash. View their full menu online at daddyosburger.com and avroski's.com. Grab the best burger in town today. Got an ache? Got a pain? Got a medical question? Call Dr. Levine's Medical Hours Saturdays at 8 on News Talk 560 KLVI. Who says docs don't make house calls? Join Dr. Levine Saturday at 8 for Dr. Levine's Medical Hour on News Talk 560 KLVI. Welcome back to More Outdoors with Chester Moore on News Talk 560 KLVI. Welcome back to More Outdoors on News Talk 560 KLVI. This is the outdoors program to tune into if you want to keep up with COVID-19, the coronavirus, and its impacts on wildlife. And um, last week, we had Becky Humphreys with the National Wild Turkey Federation, Joe Bitar with the Houston Safari Club Foundation. And uh, we have the highest level experts that I'm literally consulting on a daily basis on the globe on wildlife. And we're going to continue having feedback with these people and getting information. Also, my own independent studies that I'm doing what's going on out there after i am the wildlife journalist here folks and i'm really digging into this in a journalistic approach and also as someone who is um an activist of sorts for the causes that he believes in the cause of wildlife conservation and there are things going on out there that are very very concerning and we're trying to show all aspects of how this thing is gonna gonna break down and of course my immediate thought with this is the conservation realm there are so much um so many, excuse me, so many problems right now facing conservation because of COVID-19 and, of course, the economic ruin that could happen with America with this potentially and globally is in the health aspects or the things we're going to look at first in most media sources, but we are not most media sources. We are wildlife media sources, so we're going to dig into this just on the idea of stamps sold fishing license sold, hunting license sold, permits sold. There is going to be millions and millions of dollars lost at the state level 
Um, this is turkey season around America. Um, you have many states that, you know, you can't travel between Texas and Louisiana without quarantine now in Texas. So Louisiana hunters wanting to come into Texas, lose money. I was going to buy my Louisiana hunting license. I was going to buy a wildlife management area permit and turkey license to hunt Louisiana this year. Not going now. That's just one thing from my aspect. I was going to New Mexico. That's no longer going to happen. So that money is crucial for paying biologists in the field, for doing surveys, for doing restoration of animals, for doing habitat projects. And already, just from closures for March, April, that those two months alone is going to be the tune of millions and millions of dollars. But there is a much deeper aspect. We talked last week with Becky Humphreys of the National Wild Turkey Federation. This is the peak season for NWTF banquets. And the bulk of their finances come from those banquets. Ditto for Ducks Unlimited. Ditto for many organizations, you know, ranging from the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation and all these other organizations. Uh, I'm a member of the Rocky Mountain Bighorn Society in Colorado. They canceled their big event for the year. The Texas Bighorn Society canceled their big event for the year in June. Um, so you got all these organizations that add to the state and federal wildlife uh, projects that are cut off from various aspects of funding. It's a very, very, very serious thing. And something else that's being added onto that is you have to look at this aspect of matching dollars. The way a lot of this works is they get a lot of work done because, say, they have um, a project that's going to do control burning in a forest, which benefits turkey and many species. Well, let's say that project costs $500,000. And the state agency only has $100,000. Well, there's some matching grants out there. And if you put a certain amount of money with it, maybe it doubles. So maybe the National Wild Turkey Federation throws in 150 Now you have 250 Then there's a matching grant that comes in and pays for it. A lot of that is going to be cut off right now. This is going to be extremely dramatic in the terms of wildlife conservation in the United States of America. Wildlife and fisheries conservation in America. A lot of research is going to be lost. Texas Parks and Wildlife is no longer doing some of their sur surveys that typically do this time of year. Some of their net surveys are being suspended because of social distancing rules. And you have all these kind of things going on out there. And it's changing the way things are moving forward and looking into the future here. And we have to keep our eyes on this and figure out ways to creatively sustain this management scheme that we've used in America so well and so long. And we've also got to have a deep, deep, diehard commitment on this wildlife conservation issue at a new level. I really, really and truly believe that because uh, this is a mega, mega issue. And there's going to be, in my estimation, if this thing goes through, let's say June, and we have solid March, April, May closures, going through June, and then the economic part of this where people can't afford certain things and all this, billions of dollars potentially lost to this. And it's a, it's a really, really, really serious issue. And the other part of this that we have to comment on, we talked a little bit with Joe Bitar of the Houston Safari Club Foundation last week, is the international, the global scene. Um, people don't like to hear the way conservation works. Let's just talk about Africa. If there isn't ecotourism, which is photo tours, that kind of stuff, if there isn't hunting, then there is no conservation over there. There's no money for it. And the people go in and kill the animals for food. 
It's the way it works. They run snares. They do all this stuff. They punt. They kill everything. And there's no... Because what happens... Give the meat to the local villages. I know many people... We've had Razor Dobbs from Razor Dobbs Alive Television on talking about... He, he went and delivered the meat. Um, when they took the elephant out that charged them that time and they had to, they had to do the, the elephant defense thing and the village came and they ate the whole elephant and took the skin and everything and it was a blessed moment for the village and this rogue elephant came in. And um, I mean, it's sad the elephant had to be taken out, but that's the reality of what happened after that was that people got fed. And then you got the aspect of now the, the poaching in America. And I'm working on a new book about poaching. I just started a new book this week about poaching. The poaching that we have here in America is really bad. It's, and it's getting worse in certain areas, certain aspects. And we're going to talk more about that in coming programs. But in Africa, it's literally tied into Boko Haram, one of the most evil terror organizations on the planet that burn people alive in churches and stuff in some of these countries. Seriously, they're, they're, they're a terror organization. You have uh, Al-Qaeda even. And what they're doing is the money going from rhino and elephant ivory poaching is helping fund some of their terror acts. It's like small armies that move. And then we got all these people getting rich. There was just a journalist who blew the lid off of a rhino uh, poaching ring, got killed uh, at the airport there in one of the African nations. So you all of a sudden don't have hunters who lease the land to outfitters to lease the land for hunters. There's no money coming in from outside the nations and then all of a sudden poaching goes rampant they don't have money to pay the locals to be game wardens they can't afford those things they can't afford the technology so it's a really really serious issue and i think what's going to come out of africa is going to be very very telling we're hoping see african peak hunting season is in the summertime and we're hoping a lot of people that this clears up and people can go they don't have to cancel their trips and stuff like that because if people cancel trips and there's millions and millions of dollars that aren't there, there is going to be an unbelievable slaughter of animals happening in Africa. Uh, if you don't like hunting, that's okay. But in many of the nations where there's no ecotourism, that's too dangerous for ecotourism, uh, maybe too undeveloped for that, hunting is the only thing that helps pay for wildlife conservation down there. And you're talking about serious implications of people moving in. We're talking about like... And, and I'm not exaggerating. If this goes through the summer and economic ruin comes and, and this impacts next year, it'll be like the killing fields in terms of what happens with some of those animals there. It's going to be unchecked, unbridled slaughter of wildlife. And um, it's something that we're going to keep up with here on More Outdoors. And once again, we're in talks daily with the Houston Safari Club Foundation, the Dallas Safari Club. We're in talks with um, the Boone and Crockett Club, different organizations, outfitters around the world, uh, getting this information to you. And if you missed part of this show, go back and listen to the podcast here in a couple of days. You don't want to miss. If you want what's going on with COVID-19 and wildlife, you need to tune in to more outdoors here on News Talk 560 KLVI every single week and listen to the podcast because we're going to keep up the stuff that no one's going to talk about. And some of the things that other folks are afraid to talk about because it sounds negative. Well, we're trying to get the real word out on what's going on with wildlife. And uh, it's a serious, I mean, we're at the most serious critical juncture in the modern, in modern history with humanity right now. 
you know, outside of the world wars. We're talking about the global thing that's never happened with this. And it also impacts wildlife. And we're going to be at the very epicenter of getting that information out on how this impacts wildlife. And we will get it to you because I know you care about this. And when we come back on more outdoors, we're going to talk my idea for a new reformation for hunters and fishermen, a new commitment, a brand new commitment to conservation. We come back on more outdoors. News Talk 560 KLVI and iHeart Radio Station. Crime Alert. I'm Nancy Grace, Breaking Crime News Now. Manisha Barad makes a homemade sanitizing spray and sells it in her New Jersey 7-Eleven. Four children burned. The 40-year-old shopkeeper now charged with endangering the welfare of children and deceptive business practices. U.S. Postal worker Jason De La Cruz caught on camera dumping undelivered mail in a rented storage unit. Felony charges of delaying delivery of mail, but will all those bill collectors ever believe that story? With this Crime Alert, I'm Nancy Grace. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Nice. Prescription products require an online physician consultation and are only available if the physician determines a prescription is appropriate. Subscription required. See website for full details and important safety information. Hey guys, good news. The expensive little blue pill is now generic, which means the prescription medication to treat ED is super affordable at 4 And now get your first online doctor's visit free at 4 That's right. Zero copay, no awkward face-to-face conversations to get your prescription. That's really good news. To start your free online visit, go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash joy. We're about things that are important, not your home comfort. American Standard Air. Tell them Nolan sent you. This COVID-19 virus update brought to you by BPL Plasma Beaumont. Coronavirus. What you need to know. One in 10 Americans suffers from a substance abuse disorder. Isolation and avoiding group gatherings can be detrimental for people who need support with substance abuse, mental health, or eating disorders. If you're a person in recovery like me, you're not able to go to your 12-step meetings, therapy sessions, or any of these things that actually keep you in active long-term recovery. We Connect Health co-founder and CEO Daniela Tudor says co-occurring mental health conditions can often happen during tough times. Being isolated at home, it can exacerbate the feeling of panic, of not feeling engaged with your recovery, which leads to people relapsing. We Connect Health, in partnership with Unity Recovery, provides daily online support groups led by state-certified and trained counselors who are in recovery themselves. Visit WeConnectRecovery.com. Go to the iHeartRadio app and tap the podcast tab for all the latest news and information about coronavirus. This report provided by BPL Plasma Beaumont. BPL Plasma remains open, looking for donations from healthy donors ages 18 through 65. Plasma donations saves lives and lets you earn money while making a difference. BPL Plasma at 7180 East Tex Freeway or go to bplplasma.com for more info. Please make a difference and donate today. BPL Plasma. Franklin Exchange at 4220 College in Beaumont. Now, you know them from their address. They're on the right side of College 
just past Interstate 10 heading west toward Liberty. And we're open every day except Sunday, Monday through Saturday. Jeff Simmons and his guys have everything you need. By the way, we want to tell you about gold because gold is having a new upswing. And if you've got gold, if you want to buy gold, we've got the gold. If you're looking for diamonds or silver, if you're looking for old pistols or a sword collection, we've got it. And you know what's even better? Go to our website. Go to Franklin Exchange BMT, and you will see everything that we've got, along with some great endorsements from the people that trade with us. So just remember, Franklin Exchange on the web, Franklin Exchange BMT, we're open every day except Sunday, 4222 College in Beaumont. Jeff Simmons and the folks at Franklin Exchange, a good place to be. If you suffer from endless cycles of sinus infections or seasonal allergies, or if you're often congested, or if you snore, or if, like most of us, you're a little worried about what you're breathing in these days, here's an important message. I'm Martin Hoke, the inventor of Navage, the world's only nasal irrigator with powered suction, and I used to have horrible sinus problems. I created Navage as an easy-to-use alternative to the neti pot and a drug-free alternative to pills, sprays, and prescriptions. Navage flushes out germs allergens, and dirt naturally without drugs. In fact, in a recent independent survey of over 2,000 customers, 91% said they feel healthier thanks to Navage. Here's my promise to you. Try Navage. If it doesn't relieve congestion and help you breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier, just return it for a full, no-questions-asked refund. Online at Navage.com or in stores at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, and Bed Bath & Beyond. That's Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Little Caesars Pizza is serving up peace of mind with no contact delivery options. Their ovens reach 475 degrees to ensure food safety, and then your pizza is handled without contact as it goes into the box. Get your no contact pizza with carryout at any Little Caesars by downloading the Little Caesars app or online at littlecaesars.com for your choice of carryout, portal pickup, or delivery all day, every day. Save $5 or more over other national chains on delivered pizza at Little Caesars. Stop by any location, download the app, or go online to order now. Welcome back to More Outdoors with Chester Moore on News Talk 560 KLVI. Welcome back to More Outdoors on News Talk 560 KLVI. This is Chester Moore. We've been talking about COVID-19, the coronavirus' impacts on wildlife in Southeast Texas, in Texas, in North America, and actually around the globe. And um, it's a very, very serious situation. And in my 20 nine years almost, uh, 28 years of being a wildlife journalist. This is the most serious thing I've ever come across. It's the most serious thing we've ever come across as a world in terms of the impact it's had. And a lot of that's probably going to be economic as we come out. Um, But this right now in terms of wildlife, because of that economic factor, is something that is going to reset and change things. And I think it's time that we as a nation of hunters, of fishermen, of wildlife lovers, consider time to reform things a little bit. Consider time to look at what we do, why we do it, and how we can do it better in terms of conserving wildlife. And it's something that's been on my heart for a while. But, you know, if one thing that the Lord has been able to get out of his people out of this is more time to pray, um, more time to think more time to appreciate things and time to slow down. I look at my calendar and it's the first time in my calendar in my entire career since I was 19 years old, there's nothing on it. 
for two months. It's crazy. No events, no travel. And when I look at what we've talked about in this program, about what's going on with wildlife, we're going to have to double down. Those of us who support conservation are going to have to double down on our efforts and what we support. And I really and truly mean this. We're going to have to support the organizations out there that are making a difference like never before. If you're a duck hunter, you need to support Ducks Unlimited. You need to support Delta Waterfowl. You need to support um, by buying your duck stamp, even if you don't go duck hunting that year, buying your kid a duck stamp. That money goes into the conservation fund, and that really, really helps a lot of the things. So, See, we've been so spoiled because of the system we've set up. We haven't had a system reset, and this is basically could end up being like a reset. You know, if you hunt elk, you got to join the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. You know, if you're someone into wild sheep like me, join the Texas Bighorn Society and the Wild Sheep Foundation. I'm also a member of the Rocky Mountain Bighorn Society, and I'm about to join a couple of more of those organizations. And I'm a member of the Rocky Mountain Goat Alliance um, for Rocky Mountain uh, Goats. So find organizations and join them, and then figure out a way to get involved. Get involved at your chapter level. Help them get involved in projects. If there's a work project, like the Texas Bighorn Society does work days out in the Transpex where they build like water guzzlers to help all kinds of wildlife, including sheep. Um, you can help. Maybe you're a graphics designer. You can help your chapter make cool graphics for their fundraising projects or whatever organization. Maybe you're a fisherman. Coastal Conservation Association, right? Um, maybe you're someone into traveling to go um, fish for like bonefish and tarpon, the bonefish and tarpon trust, um, the research that Guy Harvey Ocean Foundation does for billfish and sharks and all these things. Whatever you do, you've got to dig deep and start helping more. And there's, there's kind of a plan for this. Number one is you need to get a big clear jar, like one of those water bottles, right? One of those like five gallon water jugs. And you need to start putting your change in it. We throw change away. We don't pay attention. Put your change in there. And then if you challenge yourself to put your dollars in there, $1 bills, if you put all your change, all your $1 bills, and every six months you donate that to one of those causes that you support, that is going to make a tremendous difference. If we could get in America, if we could get everyone who supports wildlife in America, if we could get every hunter and every fisherman to join one new organization, like if you're maybe a stream trout fisherman, Trout Unlimited, you've never joined CCA, join CCA. Um, if you're a turkey hunter, join the National Wild Turkey Federation. Join a new state or federal wildlife conservation group because the money that you give to them to join helps that cause and also helps their numbers when they go to Congress and the state legislatures to do projects. They'll say, well, we have 400,000 members. That helps. And then take that money and donate to their special projects. Every six months. If you did this, you could do it two a year. And if we had in America out of this, I think there's 7 million hunters in America or something like that. Um, I'm not sure the number may be way off, but uh, I think it's somewhere around that now in terms of adult hunters. If we could have 1 million do that and they enjoy and they enjoy a, a new organization and they give change twice a year. I mean, we could put millions and millions and build support back, and we have to do it. You know, I've always been aggravated that some people think they're conservationists because they hunt or fish. It doesn't make you a conservationist at all. 
It has nothing to do with it. Conservation is an action. You need to financially support, even if it's small amounts, financially support conservation. You need to do conservation practices of, you know, putting back the bigger fish uh, that breed, letting some, let, you know, and eating the smaller ones. All of these things, action is conservation. Not, well, I'm a hunter and I'm a conservationist. It doesn't mean you're a conservationist. It's ridiculous to say, well, I'm a fisherman, I'm, conserv- I'm a conservationist. No, you're not. Conservation means you're supporting something that puts more fish, more wildlife back, that protects habitat. You have to have an action, be part of an organization, be part of donating financially, be part of work projects. Those are the things that make you, be part of awareness raising. Those are the things that make you a conservationist. And I think it's time that we put conservationist fishermen, conservationist hunter. For a while, it's been in the, in the outdoor media, we've always said, Hunter conservationist, fisherman conservationist, or angler conservation. Now it needs to be conservationist angler, conservationist hunter, and put the conservation efforts first because what's happened is because of the great state wildlife agencies and even the great actions of our U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and all these conservation groups I've mentioned and really hardworking small contingent, incredible work has been done. But it's time for more people. I know not everybody's going to do it. There are some people that are pathetic. They even got way more money than most of us, and they don't do anything with it. They just, well, you know, I'm going to go out and, and, and take the resource and do nothing. Well, those people are lame. People need to get involved. If you love this, if it thrills you to hear the gobble of a turkey in the forest, if you love seeing in East Texas the hardwood bottoms and being there and seeing the clash of whitetails in the rut, be part of conserving that habitat. Be part of keeping the wildlife research going by financially and voluntary committing and do all those things, and you can make a difference. It's time we do this because the the paradigm has shifted. The paradigm shift is upon us. It's called COVID-19. It's changed a lot. Just one year, one quarter of this is going to have big ramifications. Now, we may make it out without too much long term we may have a four or five year hiccup in funding but if this goes on longer and we have this seasonal telling you folks it's a reset for how wildlife conservation is done in america and it it goes in everything else but we are a conservation and wildlife show here first so commit get your change twice a year take that change and, and if you can challenge yourself to put your dollar single dollar bills in there as well you'll put a lot more money in and you will be able to give to conservation groups that make a big, big difference. So um, we're going to be doing that in the Moore household. We're going to be giving in the Moore household. We're going to be giving to the Texas Bighorn Society. And then we haven't picked the second one. We're going to work on that one. We're looking at some uh, small um, groups that are working in Africa and also in Asia, that work anti-poaching patrols and pull up snares and stuff. So we're trying to find out the best one of those. And I'll announce that here in a couple of weeks when we find the right one. But we're definitely doing the Texas Bighorn Society for sure because it helps the bighorns here in Texas and all that kind of stuff. So um, it's a commitment. It's real. But it's time for us as hunters, fishermen, conservationists to rise up, to go to a new level, to not rest on the shoulders of the of the people out there that have been doing the work, and for more people to get skin in the game, for more people to care. If you want more ducks in the air, if you want more turkeys in the woods, if you want more wild sheep on the mountains, if you want more trout and flounder in the bay, if you want more 
bass in the waters and, and beautiful native trout around the streams of America, you need to get involved. Let's not let this be the moment that wildlife conservation in America went down. Let's let it be a moment where people recalibrate the way they think and rise up and honor the great conservation efforts going all the way back to Teddy Roosevelt forming the Boone and Crockett Club saving Yellowstone and starting what's happened right now. Let's go back to the great efforts of the founders of CCA who started the Redfish Wars and saved the Redfish. Let's do it now. Let's reform what we're doing as hunters and fishermen. God bless you guys and have a great outdoors weekend. You've been listening to More Outdoors. You can contact Chester through ChesterMore.com and connect with his latest blogs and projects there. Go to KLVI.com to download podcasts of More Outdoors and catch him here Fridays from 6 until 7 p.m. on News Talk 560 KLVI. News Talk 560 KLVI Beaumont. Available everywhere with the iHeart app. Now number one for podcasting. KLVI and iHeart. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.